Hey there, it's Phil Bailey back for another episode of the London, Ontario Real Estate Podcast. We are on to a very special episode today, episode 30. We made it all the way to episode 30, and I thought for episode 30, we would have a very special guest on the podcast, someone who I think is very special to the London community, someone that I've got the chance to know over the last few years, and I think someone who's doing a lot of great things for the London community. I have Justine Jeffries on the podcast today. And I want to just kind of introduce the podcast to Justine and some of the great things she's doing for the London community. So Justine, tell us a bit about yourself. I'm a weirdo. Uh, no, I love Halloween and I love craft beer. So I am seen in the industry quite a bit out at different festivals. But every Halloween, I am seen everywhere trying to get donations from people, trying to raise money and creating a really fun haunted house. Nice. And so tell us, tell us why Halloween? Like, why do you love Halloween as much as, uh, as you do, Justine? When I was a kid, it was a really big thing in my family. My mom loved it. Um, my dad's dad loved Halloween. It was always celebrated. My mom and I used to go nuts, decorate like crazy, do a big haunted house. She lived out uh, actually really close to where I am right now in Sparta. And uh, she went nuts and decorated the front lawn and we used to jump out and scare everyone. And it was just a lot of fun. And I remember that fondly. And uh, I was about to do my first ever haunted house about 11 years ago. Really excited about it. And uh, unfortunately, 10 days before Halloween, my mom died and uh, she she overdosed. So I felt that uh, I couldn't do it that year. But every year since then, I've done a haunted house, gone bigger, badder every year. And I added a fundraising aspect to try and uh, do something good in her name and in her honor. So nice. And tell us about the fundraising side, Justine. I, uh, you know, I know that obviously some, through difficult times, sometimes some really good things can come out of them. So I'm curious about, you know, the the Halloween haunt fundraiser that you do. I know I've I've heard of it. Uh, I think you know Emily and I donated to it last uh, last year for sure. Bought some some silent auction thing. I can't remember exactly what it was. We were going through a lot at that time of having a baby, but um, you know, one of the things we. We, we, I know it's really important to our family is kind of supporting, um, local, you know, the local community as much as possible. But obviously, you know, the mental health aspect of things is really important to us as well and making sure that people have the supports they need, uh, when they go through things that they go through. Right. So why did you choose, you know, like how, tell me about that cause. Like, how do you raise money for, and it's for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, the first, the first five years I didn't do Canadian Mental Health. I just did different various charities. But the last, uh, well, this will be year five with Canadian Mental Health Association. Um, I chose them. They're really near and dear to my heart, obviously, because of my mother. Um, with my uncle went missing about eight, eight years ago. He's still a missing person to this day. It's uh, it's not easy to go through those things. And uh, so I decided that I wanted to try and figure out different ways to raise money. I've tried multiple different things, but the easiest way I find is going out in the community, sharing my story with local small businesses and asking them to help me help the community. And they all stand up and they all come up and help out. It's unbelievable to see how much of the community is just brought together. There's so many different people. I can't even, I, my m mind's going crazy right now, trying to think of all the people that always stand up and, and come up and help me out. But uh, yeah, I just ask everybody for donations. Uh, you know, via silent auction prizes that I can do, or uh, there's a 50-50 this year, which is going to be great. Uh, I've never 
been able to do a 50-50. You have to get a lottery license and it's difficult, but the Canadian Mental Health is working with me this year um, really like closely and they're getting me 50-50 tickets and a lottery license so that I can raise even more money. Uh, the silent auction last year, I think we raised four or $5,000 on that alone. Um, this year, I'm going even crazier. I'm asking people all the way up in Toronto for stuff. I got Hockey Hall of Fame sending me tickets. I've got Jungle Cat World out ni- near Niagara Falls, uh, the Bird Kingdom in Niagara Falls, because I want to raise 10000 this year. Um, we're doing a new this year. I'm doing a comedy show. I've got a, a bunch of comedians coming and volunteering their time. And then I'm charging ticket money to get in, 10 bucks a ticket, and that goes directly to Canadian Mental Health, Forked River. They've been so generous. They're donating the space. Um, they'll have, obviously, Kyle there to make delicious food and the awesome service that you get and the great beer that you get at Forked River anyways. But they've donated their space for me multiple times this year. I'm uh, throwing a Halloween party there this year. It's I'm pretty excited for this one. Uh, again, it's new. We're take, I've got two different musical acts that are volunteering their time. I've got a, a taco bar and a poutine bar late night. We've got a costume contest with prizes. I've got over $300 in prizes donated as well just for the costume contest alone. And uh, yeah, we're going to all the ticket money. That'll go directly to Canadian Mental Health. And then I also do a haunted house where people come through. And we scare you. Uh, sometimes we don't have to. You can always say, don't scare us and we won't. But might make fun of you for that, but we, we will let you go through. But yeah, I also raise money just with donations from that alone. People come through. I've, I've got neighbors that have moved out of my neighborhood six, seven years ago, and they come back every year because they're like, nah, I want to see what you do this year. So it's a big, weird conglomeration of things, but it all adds up and uh, hopefully we can raise over 10 grand. That's amazing, Justine. I just all the things that you're doing. I was I was reading through the the website. So tell us about the website so they can. I I know it's annualhalloweenhaunt.com. Do I have that correct? Yes, you do. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I was reading through the website kind of before, uh, and you know, obviously we've we you've seen how big this thing can get for you, which is very impressive to me. Um, you know, the silent auction is also interesting to me as well. I'm not going to get you to name every single person that has obviously been involved because I don't want to have to make you call out uh, specific uh, <laughs> people. Um, but obviously, people can go to that list and uh, and kind of find some things that they want to bid on. How does the silent auction work? So it happens during a certain certain dates, I'm guessing, and then people kind of bid on bid on items through those through that time. Is that correct? Yeah, so I'm uh, all of the information. It it is linked through my website, um, the annualhalloweenhaunt.com. You go there, you click on silent auction. It'll take you to the website that I am using to host the auction. Thirty two auctions. Um, it's a great little website. I don't get anything for promoting that, but it's great if you want to do a silent auction for a cheap amount. But uh, it's all through there. Uh, it opens October twenty first and it closes on the. 31st on Halloween. And so the highest bidder at that time, uh, you have 72 hours, you can for e transfer or cash payment, there's no credit card, unfortunately, I don't want to set up a bank account and all that stuff. So um, but then yeah, and then for the next week after we'll arrange for different pickup locations and times for people to get the items. Some of them are all electronic, which is nice. I've been trying to make a note of this is an electronic gift card so that people that don't live around here can also get involved if they want to help us out as well. Um, But yeah, I've got last year I had over 85 items this year. uh, I haven't 
even started. I've well, I have. I've started to put up some of the items, but I still have so many. I guarantee you, we'll get over a hundred items up there this year. And there are some really cool items. There are some really fun things. Adrenaline paintball gave an awesome package. That'll be fun. I hope somebody I know wins it and takes me. Um, <laughs> and just uh, all kinds of really fun options. So. Nice. Well, big surprise, Justine. I did talk to our mutual friend, Kyle Wyatt, yesterday, and I have agreed through Kyle because I want to support all my friends who are doing amazing things for our community to to make a donation. So uh, Kyle will be uh, making a uh, a cool, trendy, Kyle-focused <laughs> gift basket uh, to kind of add to that, to, to add to that list, uh, on behalf of, uh, you know, something that I think is really important that you're, that you're doing for the, for the community. So I'm really uh, excited to kind of do help in my small way. And I hope other businesses will, uh, will do the same too. Oh, thank you so much. And huge props to Kyle too. He's also, uh, he's doing the poutine bar for me at a much lower cost than it would normally cost, uh, to help out for the, the Halloween party. He's also going to be putting in his own little donation as well. So I really appreciate Kyle. He's so sweet and uh, he's very supportive of the mental health fundraiser and everybody needs to you know, talk about it more. That's been a nice part of this fundraiser too, is the people that come to me, not just because we've raised the money, but because then you get to talk about it. It becomes a thing that it's okay to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I know. I think, you know, in, in, for for listener new listeners of the of the podcast i did uh kyle was actually my first phil's favorite guest on the podcast and we had a great conversation about not just his business which is located inside fork river for all those that uh are are thinking that they want some amazing chicken wings or some barbecue um you can also get a great beer at fork river as well uh but also just learned a little bit about life from you know from kyle as well and just kind of his journey through starting you know starting a business which is uh is definitely something that is a difficult thing to do as as i know as well and i think many many listeners do too um you know i think you make a good point there justine like i think talking about mental health with such a a large you know fundraiser that you're doing it's not just about money but it's also about that conversation too uh and that's something that i think is really you know great right because people get to to hear uh hear other people's kind of stories and i mean you're obviously sharing a very personal story uh with everyone that's that's listening and obviously everyone that's involved in the uh in the um in the fundraiser this year so you know, I'm just I'm just really happy to kind of see that for our community, and I'm glad you're kind of continuing the you know the conversation again this year. So, so the goal for this year, you were saying, tell me about the goal for this year. Well, the goal overall is ten thousand, which I guarantee you will smash. Um, last year, I set the goal of five thousand. We raised eight, so I I wanted to. I don't want to be too nuts and set a goal that we can't obtain because it feels so good when you hit that big goal you're like I did it and then you just keep going from there and that's great but 10 grand will mean in the last five years that'll put me over $25,000 that I donated to Canadian mental health here in in London like it goes to the Middlesex London it helps everybody though Um, and they also I should point out last year Canadian mental health amalgamated with addiction services so even more we should be raising money because that's it's just such a good cause to be able to they're putting a lot more money finally into realizing that we need to treat addiction services and mental health together. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, So 
again, let's just talk to talk to listeners about where they can kind of learn more. So probably I'm guessing the best bet is just go to annualhalloweenhaunt.com. Is that the, the best place to kind of learn more? Oh, 100%. It's all on there. You go to annualhalloweenhaunt.com. There's links that go directly to my Canadian mental health website, where if you go there, you can follow along as the donations get added in um, and watch that number grow up to the 10,000 and then beyond, hopefully. And then there's also a direct link from there to go to the silent auction. There's other, there's an about us page. You can see why I do this, um, who my mom was, who I am. And there's information on the comedy show, the Halloween haunt party and the actual haunted house. Uh, There's everything that you could need. There's even a frequently asked questions section. So feel free. And nice. any so, other questions, just shoot me an email. <laughs> so, Justine, you got to tell me a little bit more about the haunted house aspect of this, because <laughs> I think there's some people that, like myself, I'm, you know, I, I get a little scared at, at uh, haunted houses. You know, maybe I'll, I'll I'll try to go through, like, how how scary are we talking from a scale to one to a thousand here? I think it honestly, it varies, but I will say every year we have made a grown adult pee. So, and they are very weirdly open about telling us about it. I don't know why, but they always get through the end and go, oh, that's it. I peed myself. So <laughs> it's got to be on a scale of one to a thousand. It depends your level of fear, really. I've had so a three-year-old what, love it. So <laughs> yeah, like what it, what ages like should like, as I guess it depends on people. Like, I noticed I actually read your, your frequently asked questions. I, I'm pretty sure it said something about, you know, you got to know your own kid to know how scary they can kind of put up with. Right. So is it, you know, are we talking some kids would be okay with it? Some won't be is, you know, obviously they're allowed to get the heck out of there if they need to. But, you know, I'm curious on that aspect. Should we, should we bring our small children to this or should we, uh, is there any options for, you know, small children as well we definitely understand that kids want to check it out but it could be too scary once it gets a little dark and if there are actors that are jumping out so i do a timeline uh from 5 to 6 30 where there's no actors that jump out we might turn on a couple of the animated things but the kids can get a little bit closer they can see that it's not real but also get an idea of walking through the whole thing um to get you know feel cool and brave like they did it so but then at night we do when the lights go down there are actors that jump out all the animated things are on it's different every year and there are a lot of screams that come out of that backyard so it depends on the child specifically again i have had three-year-olds love it and adults that you know have to pause halfway through we do have code words if it gets to be too much you just yell pineapples we'll get you out of there but it could be scary. I don't know. You got to, like I said, you got to figure out your own kid, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I think like, I think the five to seven is amazing time that you're doing this too. Cause I'm thinking already that, Hey, maybe I can, uh, I can, uh, bring my daughter maybe, you know, in a couple years to this thing when she can actually walk. And, uh, I'm already kind of thinking, you know, they're probably gonna, they're probably, she's probably gonna love this thing. Cause I can already tell she's, you know, she's a little, a little intense. So it should be, it should be fun for her. I'm sure she'll probably be less scared than I am, to be honest. I mean, let's, you know, yeah. that happens yeah. the most where the parents are like, Oh no, I can't go in. And the kid's like, no mom, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So Justin, we talked a lot about the annual Halloween haunt. I wanted to ask you a couple, you know, one really fun question kind of before we wrap up today because I can't talk to you without talking about beer in one way or another. I think for people that probably, you know, 
don't know our kind of connection, I mean, basically, and I think people probably see this a lot through the podcast. It's like, there's a lot of me drinking craft beer and meeting people. And I think that that's, you know, a really good thing, uh, because I think craft beer brings people, you know, people together in, in many ways. And, uh, you know, I haven't been, I've been going to, you know, craft breweries maybe a little bit less than the last year, maybe more during the day. Uh, but I am kind of curious on, you know, what kind of beer are you drinking right now? What kind of things, you know, is there anything that you've kind of seen lately? You know, lo- bonus points if it's local, but I'm open to anything kind of in, uh, you know, in Canada, we'll say. Well, I definitely do drink a lot of craft beer and I go to a lot of craft breweries. Um, A lot of my favorites are in London, though, so that's good. Uh, Obviously, Forked River, we have a connection with Forked River. I've been pouring their Black Sheep, the final keg at my house. And I also have their Distant Sun, which is an IPA on, on tap at my house as well. It almost tastes like orange juice, but it's a beer. Um, and then I've got another big favorite of mine is Beer Lab. Uh, they're great. Located downtown right beside Milos's. They're going to be expanding uh, in the next little bit They into the spot beside them as well. And I can't wait to see what they do when they get over there. Uh, their beer is phenomenal. Nick and Adil are just wonderful human beings as well. Um, and then Storm State, I've actually been getting out there a little bit more often. Uh, they have, my dad swears by their beer. English bitter. He goes nuts for the thing. He Father's Day, I got him two six packs. And for the day, I was his favorite kid. So it was <laughs> decent. And they also have the smash burgers out there with Dan, the box lunch burger therapy or whatever it is. They're yeah. so good. I can't talk about those. Bur- I, I dream about them. And then I pre plan my week around when I'm going to get one of those burgers. So <laughs> Smash burgers, ugh, the best in town. So I also really plan my beer around what I get to eat with it. So I like breweries that have restaurants in them. Me too. Uh, have you tried Anderson's new new menu yet? Uh, so we went in there actually like last weekend, and uh, we did not eat food because we went to Mykonos beforehand and just crushed a bunch of food there, which is amazing. That's right around the kind of the corner, but. Um, actually thinking we're going to go tomorrow i guess i'm telling everyone when we're recording now so uh (laughs) tomorrow is the i think it's their oh gosh is it the 12th 7th 7th oh god okay wow i'm way off yeah okay yeah because fork river would get me in trouble for saying that yeah so um yeah this yeah so that's the that's a really cool event actually we're going at night obviously because we can't go really go during the day to anything anymore but that's fine (laughs) i'm very happy with my my choices in life um but so we're gonna go at night to that and i mean that'll be a really cool event too so it's a cool london you know really london event lots of great music at at that and you can just buy a ticket i think it's only 15 bucks or something to to get in you get drink tickets and you get i think a glass to take home usually and a bunch of other cool stuff so and i think there's free ice cream so i mean i i can't really see why someone would say no to that but it's interesting you mentioned storm state too justine because we just went to storm state maybe a couple weeks ago and i had that i don't know what they call it but it's like a slushy oh beer thingamajigger and it was like i could have drank like five of them probably dangerously but it was like (laughs) excessively good and uh and i had a burger from there probably like i don't know maybe a month ago now and the burger was amazing and i love the idea of like getting the food 
with the brewery and kind of combining together. So I think it's, uh, it's just amazing. I think it's like a really cool idea to get, you know, a really cool, you know, food aspect of the brewery because then people like you and me go for the food and stay for the beer and, you know, it it's, it makes a whole experience for us. So it's, uh, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing those, those ideas. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think, most of the beer I drink is pretty much the same beer over and over again lately. But I, uh, Fork River is is obviously a place I go. I'm glad that they're you know doing the the fundraising event with you this year. I think that's really a cool idea for the community. And uh, yeah, I didn't actually know that Beer Lab's expanding. So I mean, I guess I'm learning something every single day. So that's amazing. So I guess they're going a little bit bigger in terms of size because they're a pretty small little place yeah. right now. They're, uh, yeah. The wine bar next door is closed down, so they've got that now, and they're going to be expanding oh, wow. over there. So, yeah, and I've heard talk of a pizza oven as well, so that's fine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, I think, like, just with the fact of where they're located, like, right beside, you know, when the nights are coming back and everything, it's going to be incredible, right? Because there's got to be a lot of people that still, like... You know, maybe I know there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of people that just drink the lightest beer possible or, you know, the, the corporate beer. But, hey, there's going to be some people that like a good beer and can go there before uh, before a game for sure. So that's that's amazing. Every time before London Music Hall, before Bud Gardens, before any event, we go to Beer Lab. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, no, I, I know. Uh, yeah, that's a great a great kind of way to, I think, conclude the podcast today, Justine. I just want to say, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing for the for the community. I think, you know, the cause that you're involved with is absolutely essential. And it is something that I think, you know, more people should definitely uh, get involved with this year. I know you're going to smash the goal. But hey, let's, uh, you know, let's uh, get everyone involved that you possibly can. So again, everyone listening to the podcast, go to annual Halloween haunt.com. You can learn more about everything that Justine's been doing uh, for the the London community. Any parting words at all, Justine, other than go to the website? No, I just happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, Halloween's coming soon. I got to go pick up my costume. Thanks again to uh, Justine for joining the podcast today and hope everyone has a great day.